Hello and welcome to Flotsam, a role-playing series about rats surviving in a mysterious sinking city. Four rats with fragmented memories of being something else have found their way to the mysterious city of Flotsam. Here they've been brought to Gwyn's hideout to meet her crew of smugglers as part of a deal to locate and retrieve a stock of valuable ember crystals seen by our rats when they woke in an ice-bound ship's graveyard. A shaman-like figure, Scour, has reached deep into Enid's mind to try and find the location, but instead a magical explosion echoes through the cave. Episode 6, The Wayfinder. The next thing that anybody knows, you're lying on the ground. There is a gold glittery dust in the air. There's a warmth across the room. The black rat is screaming. And Enid, you have a, a fire in your chest and you're lying backwards as well. Your, your bench is toppled over, you're lying on the floor. And looking up, anybody who looks up can see Billy? Is it Billy? A golden, burning, fiery thing in the middle of the room that looks like a version of Billy, but it might be a boy, a, a, a more human-looking boy, but might be Billy, and it's not clear, but the rat is screaming, and the square black rat is racing forward towards Enid um, and Gwen has her knife out and has backed off what is anybody going to do I think the fastest to react is likely to be Vern yeah so I'm gonna run oh, am I gonna beat the short rat um, am I gonna beat stump you can have Enid? a good go what or... are you trying to do okay so I'm I'm gonna try to because it sounds like Stump's going for Enid in an, in an unpleasant way. So if that's the case, I'm trying to get in between him and her and stop her so that I can then attempt to deal with Enid. Okay, so you're just going to block Stump. Or stop Stump, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Uh, I think you're closer anyway because you were stood right next to Gentry, so that's no problem. You can get in the way there. Um, and if you want to block, let's have a die roll. I will put that, um, as everybody's a bit confused, I'll put that as a five. Okay... I guess always throws the first punch probably doesn't come in here because it's not a violent act. I'm, it's more of a block. a combative yeah. act. Yeah. yeah, okay. Five. Let's see what happens. Ooh. Two. Oh, dear. A failure at last. Yeah, well, I think... <laughs> Just when I needed you. Thanks. Sorry, everyone. I've let you down. I think you're too slow is the problem. You start going, but of course there's there's been ice and water on the ground um, next to you. There's this radiance up ahead of you. It's all just a bit confusing. It just takes you a moment to sort your limbs out. You skid a little bit as you dive forward and, and stumble. Uh, and in the time it's taken you to do that, your stump has grabbed Enid by the shoulders. That's not too great for him because the Billy thing hovering in the air turns and dives at Stump. What is... Uh, Enid, what are you doing? I'm pulling my knife out of my belt. Okay. Um, it depends if he's still behind me or not. If he's behind me, I'm not pulling it out of my belt. I'm pulling it out of my belt a bit and just okay. prodding backwards. Not stabbing him, just like... So just no. So just to describe it a bit better, you're lying on your back because the bench fell over. Oh, okay. okay over you, it appears now to be Billy rushing towards you. You're aware of noises behind you, and you're aware that Stump has seized you by the upper shoulders. Uh, that's really all you're aware of. In that case, I'll try and roll sideways out of his grasp. Okay. Um, make and get to my feet, sort of scramble. Make me a roll difficulty, again, five. Um, I'd say this kind of falls under my has weathered many a storm trait. Not. A sort of survivalist kind yeah, of... Yeah, ten US, but I'll give you a plus one for that. Thanks. What am I trying to hit? Five. Oh, sorry, five. Five. Four. So you're all right. Yeah. Ooh. Just... Do remember to tell me the total, because otherwise I'll think, did you roll the yeah, three? Yeah, sorry, five total. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> right, uh, you just uh, rip out of the grip that he's got on you, and it's probably because Billy rushed at his uh, at his face, actually making him back off as you rolled sideways. Uh, what do you want to do, Reg? Uh, I will uh, kind of stare a bit 
panicked at the scene uh, unfolding. Uh, I'll rush over to um, try to help Enid. Okay. I think. But I don't know really what I'm going to do, but... Um... Okay. <laughs> Gwen is shouting, Put it back! Put it back! At the bumbled up rat who is, It's not me! It's nothing to do with me! Get that thing out of here! It's all right, it's all right. I turned to turned to Billy and went, Calm down. You're back then. Okay. I would like you to make me a roll using your medium trait. Um, so mm-hmm. I would like you to roll a... Uh, I'd like you to hit a seven for me, please. <laughs> you can have... You can have a plus two for your medium. Okay. Oh! No, it's a natural three. (laughs) Oh no! Okay, um, I think Billy's raging too much for you to be able to get across to him. The strange, shifting, golden, fiery form shoots over onto Stump and wraps itself around Stump as if, for a moment, as if Stump is on fire and Stump is tossed sideways and ends up in a heap at the bottom of one of the shelves with a huge crashing noise, things falling off the shelf on top of him. The figure... Um, turns to face the rest of the broom. So is, is Stump kind of out for the count now? It looks a bit like it, yes. And we've got Gwen. I'm, I'm inclined to try and grab the map and get out. Let's not make this into something it doesn't need to be. <laughs> uh, I turn to Gwen and go, we knew him in life. He's nice. I promise. Put him back in the box, she says. I, I don't know how. If he's yours, you put him back. I can do something, I can do something, says the other rat. It just surprised me, all right? And he, he sort of straightens up, and you hear a, a, a dull chanting coming from him. The air gets a little bit colder again. Anything you can do, Gwen says to you, Enid. I'll try and talk to him, but we've only just met. He doesn't listen to me much. The figure is drifting forward towards you, but looking particularly at Gwen and at the uh, figure that's uh, rolling on the floor next to her chanting. I'll look to Billy and go, You are right, love? Did he scare you? Drifts sideways, gaze fixes on yours for a moment. Gaze fixes on Vern. I think they want you to go back in. Can you do that for me? Drifts slightly closer to you and then just gives a little sob. Oh. And then disappears. And there's this, this rush, and it's the same as you saw before, Vern. In the disappear, it turns into a, a shining cloud of, <laughs> of golden sparks and, and goes straight into the middle of Enid's chest and it knocks you back slightly, Enid, just with a... <laughs> And suddenly it's dark, and the chanting dies away behind you. Ah, bloody hell. Sorry, never was much good at babysitting. (sighs) What was that, Enid? Your guess is as good as mine. You can call it a ghost, if you like, a spirit, a ghast. That's a dead one. You get them from time to time. You die near the ember. Oh, that's how it works. Well, it can. There's a lot of spirits hang around. If you get Ember together in uh, large quantities, seems to attract them. Still, seems like you've got one now. Mm. Yeah, well, if you can learn how to master it, learn how to ask it, it can help you, but... You gotta be careful. You can jiggle a tankard, is that of any use? Uh, maybe a lantern side. <laughs> <laughs> I know people can teach you. Alright, who? Oh. Amongst us, the shiners, we can help, but uh, of course I'm not supposed to know who you are, where we are, or anything about. Am I, Mistress Gwen? Looks over at, at Gwen, who's put her knife in the scabbard and is helping him back up onto the chair because his arms were tied, so um, he'd just fallen over and couldn't get up. Right. Well, I think that's sort of interesting, isn't it? She said. 
I'll tap my nose and go, I'll say nothing about seeing you, but um, when all this is done, if you can point me in the right direction, I'll take it from there. Hey, well, I've got to try the other, he says to Gwen. I can't find anything in her mind. Maybe I can with the other looks at Vern. You'd be lucky. Can we still do this, says Gwen. Well, I don't think the boy will come out if I'm not threatening him. You, Vern, was it? You're coming over here. We get this done, I can go home. So I let my body loosen and my grip loosen on my wrench um, and stroll slowly over towards Scour. Right, I'll just stand there. Okay, where were we? Uh, Clear your mind. Do all the spooky things you're supposed to do. Waves his whiskers at you. Ah, don't worry about it. We can be a bit more direct. Uh, Tell you what I could do with a drink. Looks over at Reg. Bring that bottle over here, lad. I shall bring the... Actually, no, I'll pour him a um, tankard of it and uh, and bring that over rather than the, the actual bottle. I'll hold it so that he can drink it. Okay, um, he uh, has a drink of it, um, splutters a bit, it drips down the side of his whiskers. Sorry. Oh, it's all right, I'm used to it. Right, you, kneel down a bit, you're too tall. I grudgingly kneel with a bit of a groan. Right, and he stares at you, and his eyes go black, and there's frost again on your whiskers, and the room suddenly feels chill. And in your mind is the ember, the piles of ember glowing in front of you, the ship around it, strange things around the walls you hadn't even noticed again, drifting clouds of gold that weren't there when you were there in the ship. And you see the other memories of that time pulled out as well, of Billy dropping down to the ground, of uh, encounter with, with Reg in the ventilation shaft and then the icebergs Topher and then there's a little break it's black for a moment and then you only you Vern here she's going to betray you you know she's going to take it and run don't trust any of these buggers and then the voice goes away the connection is broken and Scour falls back from you. And you're awake. Okay. <clears throat> well, says Gwen, I have got it all right. At least I can uh, find your place. Where's that map? Just as I come out of Scour's um, technique, uh, I'd like to take a second while it looks like I'm recovering from that to trigger a memory okay um i it's it's a trait that isn't necessarily useful now but this is i think the event that would trigger it Mm -hmm. um so as Vern feels the effects of scour's work disappearing from his mind he suddenly receives waves of memories and flashbacks appearing and he can see a, a darkened room illuminated only by a single spotlight hanging from the ceiling. Technology that's not the same as in Flotsam, unidentifiable. But there's him and another woman in the room. He can't tell who she is, but someone he's got a great fondness for and he knows very well. And underneath this spotlight is something in a chair. It's clearly a person, but it's not of the same species as Vern feels he is clearly suffered clearly upset and the woman leans over and asks where's the shipment for the last time and the thing in the chair pleads and states he doesn't know he doesn't know he's telling the truth and Vern just leans forward and can feel in his stomach that the person in the chair is lying and that there's more inside them more information that he knows is in there and he just leans forward close to the ear I know you're lying I want that location and just cocks his arm about to strike before the character in the chair whimpers and pleads and admits and gives up this location 
that was in this head. And their memory ends, and I, this is the trait of, for Vern, ideally, of intuition. He can, he can tell when there's deception or, or a lie, or when someone is hiding something from him, um, which I'd see the downside as he always confronts it. If he knows someone's lying, he can't let it go. Um, and he can recognise it because it's a similar skill that he has. Okay, I don't want to give you lie and deceive. I don't want to give you broad intuition because that could be many, many things. But being able to spot a, yeah. a, a liar, a liar being able to spot a liar is uh, is good. Um, can't abide being lied to might be a mm, suitable yeah. trait because that means you will always call it out. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's obviously it's not going to be fallible. Uh, sorry, not going to be infallible. The liar, liar, pants on fire trait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's not going to be infallible, but it'll certainly give you a bonus when you're attempting to do that kind of stuff. So that's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It's not any kind of I always know when someone's lying kind of trait. Just an unease, uh, can't abide. Okay, um, fine. So uh, small, uh, not small. The, the bundled up rat has asked Gwen for the map to be brought to him and the map's put in front of him. Uh, right, Mr Peabody, uh, if you go to... And he reels off a, a couple of letters which are on the side of the map and a couple of numbers which are the other side of the map and uh, the bespectacled rat, presumably Mr Peabody, uh, draws a, a cross until the the, the band-up rat is happy. All right, that's my job done. All right. So you're going to take me back? Looks up at Gwen. Thank you very much. We will take you back. And the rest of it will be settled. And the rest of it will be dealt with. I have, I have no worry. I do keep a bargain. You know that. <laughs> well, I, I know that. Okay. Well, it's been lovely to meet you all. I hope you've had fun. Could I just ask you, dear, you mentioned shiners, people I should go and talk to. There's a snort from um, Stump, who is now crawled out of the heap of, of, of things and is nursing his wounds, um, sitting on a box at the back of the room. Oh, nice to see you back with us, dear. Shiners? Aye, um, well, you'll find us all over ruin. Or the Bridge of Nails, maybe, if you can get that far. Uh, come and uh, ask for Scour. They'll know where to find me. I wouldn't advise it, says Gwen. I really wouldn't. <laughs> right. I'm off. Goodbye. I think I'm off, looks at Gwen. All right. And she nods at the, the slender figure in the background who was the person on the boat. And the two of them rebundle uh, Scour back into his, his hood and stick him onto the boat. Why is he all bundled up like that? Believe me, says Mr Peabody, you really don't want to take the ropes off that one. As as the boat heads off into the distance, you can hear Scour uh, singing a little song to himself, just humming as he... And disappears into the, into the darkness, echoing down the tunnel. Right, well, we have a location. Excellent. Obviously, we still don't know where the material is in this location, so um, one or all of you will uh, have to come along and, and see fair play is carried out, I suppose, as well. We are partners in this deal, after all. Looks at uh, Gentry. What partners are we? What sort of deal's been made here, then, Gentry? 50-50, uh, says Gentry. After all, they will be supplying the ship and the uh, um, materials for getting the things up. It's not something we have, is it? I think that's Pretty fair, given what we're bringing to the table, compared to them. Wouldn't you say? Well, seems all right to me, I suppose. Good. Well, we can't set off tonight. I'll make sure that the uh, the boat is ready to go. Uh, when do we think we can get things going, Mr Peabody? Um, I'll have to look at the machinery. Um... Uh, this place you found it, and, and he asks uh, a, a couple of details from uh, from Gentry, just, you know, how many floors down and how many cases were there, just to try and figure out what equipment they might need. Uh, and the two of them sort of start talking animatedly at that end of the table, um, leaving the three of you alone for the time being. Well, within earshot. Yeah, I'll keep, keep an ear open for that, and uh, just to pick up uh, what sort of equipment they're talking about, some sort of... Mr. Mr. Peabody talking about and lifting equipment yeah, yeah. and, and okay. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, okay. That kind of thing. Hmm. I think we could probably have that sorted out by uh, tomorrow evening. Six? Six it is. That's quite... Right. This. Thank you very much, everybody. This ruin place that he talks about, where's that? Ruin? <laughs> it's outside the city. It's not the sort of place you want to go. It's the place where there uh, are no laws, uh, very little warmth, very little food. Uh, I, I don't advise it. Hmm. Well, it sounds if I need to find out more about my friend here. I don't really have much choice, although he's proved quite useful, I'd say. You could take it to other people. There are people amongst the Dominion who have knowledge of such matters. Oh? How so? What do you mean, how so? They know about spirits. They follow the lady. Oh, so we find them up at the dome, do we? Ah, uh, you won't be able to get there, but you may see them from time to time, wandering around Lantern Side or the yards. Oh, recognisable, are they? Priestly robes. <laughs> you will know one when you see one, yes. Ah, like I know many things when I see them. Be careful around them, but believe me, a priest of the Dominion is far less of a terror than the things you will find in the ruins. Although, if you want my honest advice, mm. I would just keep it to yourself. Appreciated. But if you think I'm scared of the likes of that one we just saw, you haven't met my family. Oh, Scour, I wasn't talking about rats. Oh, no. Right. Come on, Mr Peabody. Let's get things in motion. Elwood? And uh, it turns out Elwood has been by the back door of the cave, kind of half in hiding. Take them back. Bobs his head, comes up to you lot. All right, should we go? OK. Just, uh, just thinking, Vern, Enid, how, if it, it's going to take us a uh, couple of days there, a couple of days back, it's going to be pretty tight to get there and back before... We're supposed to like present these, uh, present evidence of uh, um, having a job to uh, the chap at the harbour masters. I'd think if we sail in here with a boatload of those things, a job might be something we could buy. Well, everything going well, yeah. Money can always solve that sort of problem, says Gwen. But for now. We have some planning to deal with. So, Elwood, if you please. All right, come on. Boss says move. I'll hold back, still still maintaining the little old lady routine. I shall follow him. Yeah, I'll have a quick scan of the room, because it sounded like there was a relatively useful room, if there's anything mm. I can grab on my way out, such as, an, such as a slightly more effective <clears throat> weapon or anything that looks like it might be of use, like other maps or charts or a watch, maybe, for little old Reg. <laughs> okay, you're going to attempt to lift something on the way out. Yeah, aren't you? I'll have a little. Uh... <clears throat> or um... I, I will also do that. Well, I was going to say what I'm trying to think if we could combine. Ooh. If I could find some way to signal to Knowing. Enid. <laughs> if I see if I, if I. Sort you're of right the there, thing, dear. You've if... got a bit of a twitch yeah. going on. I kind of want to check if I see something first, and then sort of try and combine my always the centre of attention mm. to get other people's attention while stealthy little old lady picks that well, she does the spotted? lifting yeah what have you spotted well what's in the room if anything well as i said uh, there is a table there are benches there's a uh, mostly empty bottle there's tankards there's barrels lying about there are things on the shelves part of a uh, load of them are now on the floor because of uh, uh, the little encounter that Stump had. Um, the things on the shelves are um, mostly uh, tools and boxes and useful uh, useful gear. It looks like this might be a place where they load things on the boat to go and do a thing, whatever that thing might be. It looks like it might include climbing things, for example. Um, the, there's, there's rope and um, pitons in at least one place. 
it looks like it might involve hmm with those stout cudgels in that barrel there maybe going hitting somebody over the back of the head you know um mm. there are boat hooks there's it, it's that sort of a place mm. i think in that case then I'd, I, i'm gonna i want the group team effort to try and get hold of um the the pitons um okay how are you going to communicate that to your group hmm. how, how how close are me and enid <laughs> <laughs> We've run in similar circles, I think. Yeah. Um, Just a bit of a hand flick in the right direction, or a. I think what I, if I'm I'm going to start just sort of having a chat with Gwyn very quickly um, to get her attention. Um, start asking about the advance while I kind of, with a sleight of hand, off to the side, point Enid to, over towards where the climbing gear is. Um, Okay, um, so I think you could communicate something to Enid. I think that's fine. I don't think you can communicate that to the rest. Um, let's try and, first of all, pull the wool over the eyes of Gwen and really everybody else in the room. Do appreciate these people are unsavoury types. They probably do this sort of stuff themselves. So it is going to be an eight for you to um, successfully draw everybody's eyes. So uh, trait-wise... Let me get back on mic. Trait-wise, uh, the always the centre of attention trait in order to attempt to grab said attention. I will give you plus three for that. All right, we're aiming for eight, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a natural ten. <sighs> oh. In which case, this scene, including um, Enid's bit of this scene, can play out exactly as you like. Do describe it. Okay, excellent. So, Vern... Um, as they're leaving, taking a look around the room, spots some gear in the corner that might be quite useful for the upcoming salvage mission. Um, not entirely trusting of the people they're about to go into business with. So turns to to Gwen and almost slightly out to the room so other people can hear. Now, Gwen, you mentioned an advance and this 50-50 deal. I, I don't know if that's going to work for us. We need to uh, just work this through a little. As he sort of just makes up machinations to talk about the intricacies of the deal, just blustering, motions with his hand over to Enid, just just enough to get her attention over towards the climbing gear. Um, do you want to narrate what Enid will do? <laughs> Enid will... Uh, I'm assuming I'm very close to this. Yeah. Anyway. Um, as long as you're correctly positioned for this. It should be fine to just back. So she, I, I just back towards the thing that I need to lift. And I've positioned myself between Gwen and the thing we're trying to get. Mm-hmm. So I'm in her eye line. Yeah. Um, and reach backwards under my coat and just gently lift it off the shelf and pull it back under my coat and hook it onto my belt. So it's completely invisible okay. from the outside. Very smooth. Okay. And you follow young Elwood out into the uh, warehouse with the rusty roof, out onto the streets, and he leaves you on the dockside. We are in the back room of the Drop of Dew. Um, this is a room that Sonny has made available to you just for tonight. Uh, it's quite small, it's quite cramped. There isn't really anything in the way of furniture apart from a, a couple of chairs and a pile of clo- well uh, rugs and things like that for you to, to wrap yourself up in um, and some blankets uh, rather than uh, any fancy beds or anything, but it's the best you can do for tonight. She's done us proud. Mm. Oh, by the way, Jonathan joined you pretty much as soon as you got to the dock. He had been lurking somewhere around that warehouse that you went into, uh, listening out for for any cries for help, and is now with you in this room. It looks like Rose has been in the inn um, all the time since you left. Uh, And, of course, Gentry is with you. So uh, you have the door closed. Um, You have a room full of people. You might have gathered some drinks from um, the bar. Uh, and you're taking stock of the situation. Well, that was an interesting evening. <laughs> Interesting's one word for it. Haven't had one like that for a while. Yeah. So, uh, why why is Billy living inside you, <laughs> or not living? 
<laughs> not living indeed uh, your guess is as good as mine he just showed up earlier today well i didn't get a chance to say this when we were on the ship but when billy passed i saw that same form as we saw tonight come up from him and go into you enid and you never thought it might be worth mentioning well then Topher arrived and we escaped we had other pressing matters most peculiar. He just showed up. I was I was trying to be quiet and he just started banging this tankard around. I'm sorry, says Jonathan. Exactly what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, sorry, Jonathan. Yeah, uh... Go on, dear. Try and explain I, it. Uh, It'll be amusing. Well, as far as I can tell, there seems to be some sort of connection between um... This spirit that appears to be inhabiting Enid uh, and the Ember. That doesn't really help, does it? Not entirely. The ship we were on before, it, um, there was another rat there. He passed. Uh, it seems he didn't pass quite as far as we assumed he had. Are you talking about some sort of ghost? don't know. That's the question, isn't it? He, he's certainly not completely gone. Oh, says Rose. Well, I didn't want to say, but I saw something a bit like that before we built our raft, before Jonathan woke up. There was sort of ghostly shapes. I thought it was just steam at first, but I swear I could see faces in them up above the water. Sort of, and they were in the water. Well, floating up from the water, sort of uh, um, gold, sort of coloured. Uh, I, I thought I could see people. I mean, do I mean rats? I mean, people. I think. I don't really know what I mean. I'm not sure I like this. All right. Yes. Well. Well, we are where we are. Obviously. They have some sort of voodoo nonsense going on. That's how they were trying to find the place. But uh, this is... Uh, uh, Gentry actually seems quite a bit less sure than he was earlier and uh, a bit <laughs> rattled. Um, I suppose we just have to put up with the local customs, you know. Um, I, 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 th I, think that, I think that it's clear, though. I mean, the deal's still going ahead and, and all of that. I mean, I don't know if I'd call it voodoo nonsense, Gentry, the way you reacted and ran for that wine earlier on. But I'll tell you, I've seen a smuggler's run for a smuggler's run, voodoo nonsense or not, that's what this is. And I don't trust that bunch as far as I could throw any of them. Well, I mean, of course you don't want to trust criminal types, but um, I, 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 I've done a, a, a solid deal with them, and I, uh, I, I firmly believe that the woman is... Um, I wouldn't say trustworthy, but I think uh, uh, we, we, we've got it signed and sealed. And I, I, I think um, I, I, I think there's something in it for both of us. Why do I get the feeling there's a little extra in it for you, Gentry? What is this with you and your suspicion? I mean, come on, you're hardly on the straight and narrow yourself, are you? I mean, look, I'm trying to do the best. I needn't have done any of this. I'm trying to do the best for us to survive in this place that none of us understand what's going on and and I, I was trying to make life better all right boys boys let's not get them out and compare them right now we've had a busy day we're all a bit wrong-footed and i think we should probably just get some sleep no yeah well i've got work in the morning um but yeah i mean i'm much less worried about gentry than i am about gwen and her lot there's something else you should know as well. When that, whatever it was, stuck his talons in my mind, he told me we were going to be betrayed by her. You mean by Gwen? He just said her. Right. But I have absolutely no reason to disbelieve him. Well, we should keep an eye out. Is there something I can do, said Jonathan? I mean... I'm not with your group, and I suppose that I'm not going to be on this ship of yours. Is there 
Any way that we can help? Looks at Rose. I think it might be an idea if the pair of you could keep an eye on anyone we've just met. Keep track of any goings and toings that they might get up to. Right. Do you know what the ship is you're supposed to be on or where it is? I know we're heading out at six o'clock tomorrow. Hmm. I can see what I can find out, see if anybody's been hired to take a ship out tomorrow. I'm just uh, thinking I'm going to be uh, in a workshop all day tomorrow. So uh, if any of you need anything fabricating, I might be able to squeeze in a few uh, jobs on the side, as it were. That could prove most useful. Do you have any ideas for a, a weapon that could be concealed? Well, it's easy enough to make crude knives. Hmm. But, uh, uh, some, something a little less um, uh, visible. On my what current. about a sword cane, says Gentry? Could you manage a sword cane, do you think? I quite fancy that. I've always fancied one of those. That might be a little bit too precise for for what I can manage in a, in an engine workshop. How about a hat pin? A nice strong one. Oh, I'm sure I can manage that. If you can make me one of those, love, I shall take care of finding the hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just settle for a, a good stout stick, I suppose. I'll see what I can do. I think... Uh, Mr. Verne is correct. We should probably just get some sleep. Or was it he? One of you said it. I'm going to have something a bit stronger before I retire to bed. And uh, and that's it for me tonight. Um, I'm sorry that you feel that in some way I've um, let you down. But I assure you I only have the group's best uh, interests at heart. Um, and uh, yes, well, all right. And Gentry heads out of the room. Mm. I think he's feeling a bit hard done by. Hmm. Well, if I wasn't hiding it particularly well, I do not trust that man. Oh, you astound me. I don't think it'd be wise for us all to head off on this ember heist tomorrow evening. No, you think some of us should stay here? Well, what can I say, Enid? I have care for the group, and if this thing goes sideways, there's no point in all of us coming out on the bottom. Do you think we should approach the authorities, says Jonathan? And tell them what? I don't <laughs> that know. We know, if... we know of smugglers, and here is the thing of great value that we've been going to great pains to hide. Um, I think we could tell them about the thing of great value. I mean, we've only been here a day. We've only discovered what's going on. I think it would be fine to approach them now and say, look, there's this thing, and we want to do it openly, rather than deal with people, you know, who are less than savoury. Well, here's the thing. Based on what I've seen around the city, I don't really trust the authorities either. No. This whole thing of um, sort of you've got a week to find work or you're exiled doesn't seem particularly friendly to me. No, I'd be inclined to agree with you. Uh, besides, we're past the point where the horse has bolted. These aren't the kind of people you go back on once you've done a deal. All right, then. If they are traitors or she is going to betray you whoever she is what do you do then you keep a weather eye and a hand on your wrench you just gave me the impression that this is some sort of gang are we enough to deal with that i suppose we'll find out mm. with the greatest respect that's not really planning now is it no if we go if we're going to go with them i think we'll be fine until we get there it's once we're on the way back and then they're, they're not going to want us... Um, if they can shove us overboard halfway home, then that saves that they get to keep the whole lot. Oh, the, th the thing I've learned about plans is it's usually not worth making something too definite. Uh, you, <laughs> you know what they say. I chuckle to myself remembering something about mice. Well, yes, I, I can understand that, but I was just wondering if we could stack the odds for you in some way, like, I don't know, take another boat behind you, or um, weapons, as you say. 
Mm. But I'm probably worrying over much. I'm sure you can handle yourselves in a fight. Actually, it looks at you. Can you handle yourselves in a fight, perhaps? Hmm. Well, that's why I kind of want to stick with Vernon Enid. Well, maybe if you want to stay here, you're gainfully employed, love. Here's a thought. What if we make an agreement that uh, if we don't come off that boat when we return to Flotsam before anybody else does, then you could raise the alarm with the harbourmaster. And that way, we've got insurance that we can't be slotted on the way home. Uh, as long as you tell them that, I suppose, once you're out at sea, that should help, I think. Yeah. So that the authorities will be ready to pounce on the ember if you don't arrive back on shore. That's that's good. Yeah. I was actually wondering something more short-term, like oh. if you're up in the smoke, is there any way you could do something like a... a a flash bomb or a smoke bomb or something that when they're attacking you you can have the edge oh i'll have to see what i can manage it's just a thought uh, yeah i'm only in we... i'm only in uh, an engine shop i'm not sure what i might have access to but i'll see if i can get so there's definitely i mean it shouldn't be hard to get hold of lamp oil i wonder if i can get hold of any gunpowder careful dear if that sort of thing at sea could could be mm. quite the difficulty. Just anything that can give you a moment of surprise. I, 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 uh, we had to do it... Um, no, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, anything which could give you some sort of edge, I suppose. Right, well, I'll stop worrying, but if you can think of anything else I can help you with, then please do say. Oh, Thanks, Jonathan. Reg? Yeah? In your, in your workshop, have you seen any ball bearings about? Ah... I don't remember seeing any, but uh, let's see. There, there was definitely uh, axles and things. There may be some bearings in there. If you see any, just small things, just grab a pocket full for me. Okay, yeah, I'll see what I can see what I can find. If you can't confront somebody directly, traps are the next best thing. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've got some ideas. I might uh, see if I can get a bit of an early start tomorrow. Okay, and I think that's probably it for tonight, as you maybe make another couple of plans and have some thoughts and, and figure out um, with Jonathan exactly how um, you'll deal with... Uh, you You folks need to be seen to come off the boat before uh, he raises the alarm, all that sort of thing. Um, is there anything else anybody wants to do tonight before we cut to the next day? I'll think of anything. I've rattled my bowl <laughs> to see if, <laughs> see if our friend is around. Night, Billy. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little... That's a ritual now. Just before bed, just rattle it. Just like, night, No, Billy. you are very tired, um, uh, Enid. Um, you're, it's really difficult to get your eyes open, which, given that that normally isn't the case for you, um, you're pretty good at, at being alert and napping when you want to nap. Yeah, it's it's taking it out of you today. What I will do is uh, take Vern aside and uh, get him to recount every detail of uh, their little trip down into the hold um, and what happened with Billy to me again, so that I so that I know what what happened while I was upstairs. Fine. Right. The next day. What do people want to do? What are your plans for the day? Um, let's start with Reg, because it's probably easy. Yeah, uh, I am going to uh, get up as early as I can, head over to... I'll grab some um, breakfast. If I, can. I still haven't got any money, though. I can lend you some, love, if you need some. Okay, well... Uh, That'll be great, because I think it's, it's fairer to owe it to you than to owe it to Ted. So I'll um, uh, get some breakfast, head over to the smoke, um, get get in early and start um, learning the, the the ropes, figuring my way around the, the workshop, um, figuring out what tools are available, and, and uh, see what I can put together. If I can uh, find sort of like some nice, sort of like really stiff wire that I can sharpen into a hat pin... Um, that would be okay. cool. Are you trying to conceal your activities during the day from your employer, Mr Otis? Um, I am... No, actually, I am going to um, just uh, 
make a few things as as like as practice and you know i'll be open with him that i'm because i'm i'll be there if i'm there before nine then uh i'll uh just uh, say morning just thought i'd uh get get familiar with the tools on uh some uh practicing on some like bits of scrap metal before i actually uh uh start the proper work oh that's a bit of initiative right lad uh here Come and see how this works, and, and you get going. And you're a quick study, and it doesn't take you very long to to um, understand uh, how things work, what the various machines are. But a lot of them are very familiar to you. There are slight changes, perhaps for for um, the way that they're operated. Handholds and things like that are slightly unfamiliar to you, but make a lot more comfortable sense mm-hmm. when you put your uh, individual rat fingers around them. Um, so yeah. yes, uh, you get the, the hang of it pretty quickly, and, and pretty quickly you are useful to Mr. Otis in helping him take apart engines, uh, grease things, make things work, uh, diagnose the problems with things. And yes, you find a piece of wire you can sharpen, and you can pocket a, a bunch of ball bearings from somewhere inside a, uh, inside okay. a joint. Um, yeah, um, I was also going to see if I could... Um, uh, sharpen a bit of um uh what is it a bit, a bit of suspension um steel or something like that uh for Vern. uh do you mean a knife or something yeah make it make it into sorry yeah um a bit of sprung steel or something would uh makes a good uh blade I've got. I've also got a rusty knife that I've got with me, which I might. I might grind the uh, grind yeah, the rust. Yeah. Off. Well, I think you can sharpen a piece of steel, but not to uh, turn it into a uh, an obvious sword or anything like that. Again, it's it's practice. It's just making something which, if you put a, a bit of a handle at one end, um, he, he's going to be yeah. throwing a, a lump of of slightly sharpened steel at something, and that's got to hurt, right? Um, okay. <laughs> uh, you can do that uh, in the lunch hour while Mr. Otis is off doing something else. Uh, and that is your yep. day, I think, is spent uh, working and learning and doing a couple of other surreptitious things on the side. Oh, and I also want to like uh, apologise to him that I've got to. I may be going away, so this may be the only day that I can work for him. But I will come back when I return from my trip and uh, see if he still needs any help. I have to say, lad, that uh, it's not ideal. I mean, you're a good worker, but. See, what we want in workers is people who stick around, not people who disappear off. I, I thought we'd, this was going to work out well yesterday, but, you know, I mean, young Albert's still sick. Uh, I can't say that I'm best pleased. I mean, I might well have worked for you, but you've gone down in my estimation there. I'm sorry about that, sir. Well, I hope it's important. You know, finding a living here is... Well, what are you going to do with yourself if nobody will take you on because you're flighty like that? Well... Yeah, I I understand. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't be avoided. Well, you know, I don't want to poke into anybody else's business, but hope you're not in trouble. Okay, let's take another person. Vern, what are you doing today? I'm going to go and get my money from Jubilees. Okay. Fab? You... Give me my money. Give me my money. Okay. Essie. You rock your way up to uh, Lantern Side. As you do, as you come through the up, up the stairs and into the tunnel, into the top of Lantern Side, the way you came before, um, you're walking along the street at the top, which has uh, things like the clothes shops and, and the rest of that. Um, and there is a dark huddle of figures. Uh, coming forward through the crowd and you realise immediately what Gwen meant when she was talking about the Dominion priests. They are completely priests. That's what you would describe them are. They are wearing uh, dark robes. The robes have decoration on them uh, along the hem which looks like it's maybe silver thread in the light um, in a uh, chain-like pattern. They have hoods uh, which are pretty large and their heads disappear into shading their eyes so you can just see dark eyes glinting um, and they are walking along as if they own the street um, pe- expecting people to step out of the way of them there are a group of three hmm okay um, and they're heading straight straight at me well they're heading along the street in the direct, uh, opposite direction from you that's right Okay, I've got I've got no reason to pick a, any kind of quarrel with them right now. 
nor do I want to particularly get involved in any kind of confrontation. So as as they um, approach, I'm just going to sort of shuffle off to one side and make myself busy at a market stall, um, just in case I was to draw their attention for any reason, um, and just sort of keep keep an eye on them out the corner of my eye as they come towards me. Okay, uh, you do notice as they uh, are walking up, they're not breaking stride or anything like that, but they are all looking at everybody, uh, one after the other, studying them almost uncomfortably, um, and just gaze shooting from one to the other to the other, uh, very, very watchful as they come up the street. Okay, is there... <clears throat> is there anywhere I can sort of slink off into a side alley or behind a market stall to get out of their view? Yeah, you could uh, jump the wall here down into the... Um, uh, so so this side of the cavern, if you remember, is, is sort of in, in steps. Um, uh, the streets below you are lower than, than where you're standing now, so you could essentially hop the wall here down into the alley below. Yeah, so I, I want to, as slowly as possible, so I don't catch any attention, to sort of hoist myself up uh, and attempt to drop down the wall on the other side to, to get out of their sight. Okay, uh, it's relatively easy to do. Let's just check that you don't make a huge noise or damage yourself or something with a three. With a three, okay. Five. Okay, uh, you land, don't twist your ankle or anything, relatively <laughs> silent. There's some nice soft refuse to, to land on um, the, this bit of the alley. Uh, it takes you a minute to get it off your foot, but there we are. <laughs> okay, excellent. So I'll sort of dust myself off. Um, turn my gaze up to where I've just jumped from uh, just taking a second to make sure I've not caused any hullabaloo and that there isn't any interest in, in where I've gone uh, and then sort of try and carry on making my way down into the town towards Jubilees Okay, it doesn't take you very long to uh, work your way down, it's pretty easy to find because you basically go down until you hit water and then you work your way along the uh, the waterfront until you hit Jubilees and similar places uh, and yes uh, Jubilees is there it's early in the morning so it's all closed up at the moment okay this is no no one outside no uh, there is a lantern on in one of the upper rooms you can see the glow through the window Okay, we're all above board at the moment, so I'll take a quick look around just to make sure there's no eyes on me that may be observing me before I do anything. Okay. I'm going to assume that there isn't, so I'll uh, I'll just, at this point, wander over to the front door and give it a nice sharp knock. Okay, you knock on the door, there's silence for a moment, then a bit of a clattering noise. Uh, and then the door is opened, uh, and you have a blinking in the light, uh, Essie. Well, morning, Essie. Is it? Good night, it's I guess. Bit early. Uh, ooh. Ah, oh, it's you. You want more leaflets? Well, I do want more leaflets, and I'm sure you'll agree I did a fine job yesterday deserving of payment. Ah, uh, Yes, 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 all right. Just stay there. And she disappears into the depths of the building for a, for a bit. Um, and you can see there's very little light downstairs here. Uh, a light goes on in uh, a room that she steps into, a flickering candle sort of a light. Um, she was uh, wearing a long shirt and a sort of nightcap thing. Oh, it's <laughs> really cute. Emerges a bit later, um, carrying another box. Yes, um, it was a good night last night. Uh, there were, uh, we were full, so well done. If I said I'd give you a penny for every ten um, here, hands you out a bag, and there's a bit of a, a bonus in there as well. Um, if you can do the same tonight, then that would be excellent. Well, that's very kind of you, Essie. Uh, sort of have a little glance down in the in the box to see the flyer. Um, turn back to Essie, and I believe we uh, we agreed we could up my rate based on performance. How about we say a penny for every seven? Uh yes, yes, fine, fine. Uh, what was your name? Vern, ma'am. Vern Weston. Vern, Vern. All right. Yes. Per seven, yeah, that, that that's fine. Um, all right, um, 
get going then. Thank you kindly. Enjoy your day. And I'll let her toddle off if she does. And she sh shuts the door and leaves you to it. So I, th yeah. I think I've got time, so I would um, sort of take You've a got look down. Loads of time. It, it is. Um, uh, it's only about ten. If you would guess. Cool. In which case, um, I'll take a look down in the box, see uh, see who the flyer is for this time. If it's somebody different or the same, same. Who was the last time? Ermintrude again. No, it is a, a new performer. Uh, why don't you tell me who it is? Ooh, okay. Uh, oh, God. The mind is racing immediately. Who do we have? We had Ermintrude the Great Illusionist. So this is going to be Ananosto the Magnificent Mage. Okay, Ananosto the Magnificent Mage. Fair enough. Um, and the, should, I just, should I describe kind of what I see on the flyer? Sure. So I, I picture um, sort of a, uh, the the bottom third of the flyer is a rat claw with a globe, gold, sort of a crystal, hazy crystal globe sat on top of it. And just behind this globe, it's kind of taking up most of the rest of the flyer. You can see these small pair of rat eyes just peering out over the top of the globe and make out uh, a very colourful and vibrant garment on top of this rat's head and then above above that emblazoned in gold sparkled writing is Ananosto the Magnificent Mage. He knows all. Excellent. Okay, yes, and in fact that's what's on the poster on the wall as well. Awesome. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna head off from here to find a, a busy part of town. Not the same part of town I sold tickets in yesterday. Alright. Um and I'm going to attempt to, to gather some interest for Ananosto. Okay, you find yourself in a big cobbled town square of Lanternside. Um, the only way it can be square is it's actually built on a bridge across uh, the middle of the uh, of the waterway. So um, presumably it was two bridges and it's all been connected up now. Uh, so uh, the, uh, the edges of the bridges are lined with uh, shops. Um, and so as you stand there you could almost be in the middle of a town square but beyond those buildings is uh, is emptiness and water um, so there you are is it particularly busy, busy yeah, enough the, for... there are people going about their daily business it isn't uh, crowded with entertainers or anything like that um, it is people getting up going out doing whatever jobs they do passing by on the street so it seems to be a major thoroughfare Okay, so um, I'd like to, if the box is, depending on the type of box, uh, I want to take the flyers out, uh, upend the box, and stand on the box. If it's if it's strong enough, obviously cardboard, probably not. Mm, yeah, okay. Let's um, let's say that this one is uh, fairly uh, sturdy, or sturdy enough for you to, to do that. Okay, I'm going I'm to pull out so many traits now. Um, so, uh, I sort of... He clears his throat and he climbs up on top of the box, some flyers in hand ready for the incoming audience, he hopes, um, or I hope. And then using the always the center of attention trait, uh, attempts to gather a crowd around him um, by proclaiming loudly to anyone that can hear, Ladies and gentlemen, come and hear the story of Ananasto, the Magnificent Mage and waits to see who gathers. Excellent. Well, I think um, we can leave you doing that for the day, <laughs> uh, unless you have any other significant plans. Um, no, that was it. More money for Vern. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Well, well, we'll leave you gathering people in the, in the square and being the centre of attention. And yes, you will definitely gather people during the day and you'll hand out flyers and, and everything will, will seem to go well. Um, all fine. Uh, so let's find out what Enid is doing today. Um, I'm going to head back to our friend um, at the Takers. Okay, Smite. And it's not the yes. Takers, but it's um, oh. uh, she. She does work for them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to head back there. Okay. Uh, oh, hello, dear. How are you today? She peers at you. Ah, hello. Yes, yes. Can I help? Yes, I was. I was after a couple of things. About my ears have been getting ever so cold. You wouldn't happen to have just a, a nice warm, but 
feminine hat. A feminine hat. Nothing uh, too showy. It's not not for show, really, but, you know, I do like to look nice. Um, yeah. This way. Leads you through stacks of boxes to a pile of clothing, which she pulls out of the way to reveal um, more boxes and some rather battered-looking hats. And in some of those boxes are more piles of hats. Here, look. Oh, let's have a look. Oh, yes. Yes, one of these would do nicely. Have, it, have you got one with a flower on? I've always fancied one with a flower on. I don't know. Look, oh. look harder. I don't know. Oh. I'll dig around in the pile. Find dig, a, a big... Digs alongside you. Yeah. Uh, a big sort of floppy green felt hat with a sort of green felt flower just sort of sewn to the side of it. That sort of thing. Something that'll keep the wind off my ears. Okay. Uh, you put the hat on and find that Smite is holding up a mirror when you turn around. Oh. Uh, a slightly battered, stained mirror. There. <laughs> yes. Mm. Oh, yes. I like that. That's beautiful. You're going oh. out, maybe. Some sort of uh, social engagement. Yes, partly, but mainly to keep the wind off my ears, if I'm honest. I feel the chill these days, you know. Uh, mm, yes, maybe. Not sure how flower helps, but... Mm. <laughs> well, uh, taste, isn't it? Uh, everyone's got a different one. Mm, yes. Uh, oh, the, the the other thing I was after, you wouldn't have a, a small pouch, just something in, in case I come by any, any extra money. Pouch? Or just yes. to keep trinkets, just something little. Pouch, pouch. Kicks a stack of boxes next to you which tumble down and the, there are all sorts of things in those boxes, little um, pouches and belts and... Uh, 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 yes, pouches and belts and stuff. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I find myself a, a sort of sturdy looking leather pouch, something that looks like it's not going to split a seam anytime soon. Yes, 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 yes. You pay? Holds out hand. Of course, dear. Don't you remember me? Good, good. Everything is good to trade, yes? Yes, yes, you of course. You have a job now, hmm? You're making money. Well, I, I, I'm working on it, dear, but in the meantime, I've got a nice young friend who's helping me out. Ah, uh, tap side of nose. Always good to have a friend. It is indeed. And hand, hand her a couple of smaller coins. Will that be all right, dear? Yes, yes. All good. Fine, fine. If you find anything, find anything... Mm, kind of looks slightly shiftily around. Find anything interesting... Mm, Tell Smite. <laughs> I find a home for things which are interesting. I will keep my eye out. There are a lot of interesting things around here. Yes, pretty things, things which other people may overlook. Shiny things. Yes, or leave behind, or, you know. All right, dear, I'll keep my eye open for you. Good, good. Have a nice day, love. Yes, yes, don't end up on one of the cards. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, dear. I make my way outside of the building with my hat and my new purse thing. Enid, have you anything else that you want to do before the boat departs this evening? Uh, I'm going to make my way back out into the, the busier part of the street. Sure. Um, and, and in my typical uh, cut purse manner, just keep my eye open. And like the shopkeeper said, keep my eye open for anything that's been dropped, anything that looks like it could be dropped... Okay, we're going to engage in a little uh, little petty crime, are we? Well, is it crime? Is it just relocation? The way she does it, for the most part, for items rather than money, would be would be distraction, so that the person drops the thing, and then you just pick it up. Okay, that's not breaking any laws. Maybe, but let's see whether you do manage to do this. So, um, are you going for anything in particular, or are you just trying to increase your material wealth? No, I'm just trying to uh, see, because I'm going to be selling it on, probably. There's nothing in particular I want. Um, okay. So, it's just what looks like it will be the easiest to get. Okay, let's have a 
Uh, it's difficulty five. Uh, and I've got my cut purse trait. Okay, um, it's not mm. really the uh, cut purse straight because you're doing the whole distraction and whatever, so I'll give you a plus two. Oh no, two. Mm. Four total. Mm. Oh dear. <laughs> See, this is the thing which leads to the moment where you are grabbed by the wrist um, by a burly uh, gentleman um, because he spotted you just as you were trying to lift a brooch off the back of somebody's uh, dropped hat. Um, and just as you're reaching down and pulling it out, this this hand clamps around your arm. He just blindsided you. You hadn't seen him coming out of anywhere and says, Oi! You put that back! End of episode. Please do join us for the next episode in which our rats revisit old haunts in search of treasure and Enid has a gambling problem. Flotsam is a game by me, Ian Thomas. Our players are Jay Britton, Amelia Tyler and Chris Payne. Editing was by Chris and Ian, sound effects were by Ian with help from the lovely people at Freesound, and the music was composed by Ian. You can find out more about us and about the game at the website flotsam.city. <laughs>